This podcast was brought to you by Speak Spokane, a community-driven podcasting studio space where people from all walks of life can speak and be heard. Follow along with us on Instagram at Speak Spokane and visit speakpodcasting.com to learn more about starting your podcasting journey today. Today's episode is sponsored by Burn Butter. Burn Butter is an all-natural, low-carb, keto-friendly product created to help you consume healthy fats when you need them the most. You can add it to your coffee, you can add it to your food, you can add it to your smoothies. You can even consume it straight out of the pouch. My favorite way to use it is to add my mocha burn butter to my coffee. You give it a nice blend and you're ready to go. It's a new way to add healthy fats in your diet without making any huge adjustments. You can find Burn Butter at burnbutter.com or you can visit them on Instagram at burnbutters. Is your business not doing as well as you hope it could right now? Maybe you're struggling to reach the right people. Need some help with your marketing effort? A fresh set of eyes? Or even a quick rebrand? Whatever it is, Maker Made can help. They're a marketing and creative firm working right here in Spokane. Maker Made focuses on lifting brands to their full potential and specializes in brand identity, websites, social media management, and more. Get in touch now and schedule your free 30-minute consultation session by visiting their website, www.makerandmade.com. What is up, Black City, and welcome to Speak Spokane. I am your host, Brennan, and today on the podcast, I am joined by Brandon T. Jones of Crim2 News. I really wanted to have him on the show because, first of all, I haven't had brand new Spokane resident on the show. Brandon's only lived here two years, and I just wanted to really get his perspective of what it's like for someone new living in our city. I also wanted to know what it's like to move from Florida all the way to Spokane, and I also wanted to talk about his love of storytelling through journalism. You can find Brandon on Crim2 News most nights telling stories of people in our community. So I think what he's doing for our city is amazing, and I really want everyone to be introduced to a great guy who's doing a lot of great things for our city. So without further ado, here is Brandon T. Jones. So is it Brandon T. Jones or is it Brandon Jones? Is yeah, it- so my uh, my name is Brandon T. Jones. Well, Brandon Thomas Jones. That's what my mother named me um, okay. at birth. Uh, but, you know, Brandon Jones is just such a common name. And I, I went by Brandon Jones for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then once I was in college, I started adding the, the middle initial on there mm. because, you know, when you're sending out your resume reels and trying to get hired for a job, you want, you want to be able to stand out. You know, your work is really is go- what is going to make you stand out. But make it a little bit easier. If I type in Brandon Jones, I'm going to end up finding NFL players, musicians, <laughs> all these other different people yeah. who have the same name as me. Uh, so Brandon T. Jones makes it a little bit easier to, to you know, be found. You're a relatively new Spokaneite. When yep. did you, how did you get here? Tell us a little bit about yourself. And Spokane, man. I, I moved out here last July. So I started, this is my first job right out of college. I graduated mm. from Florida A&M University. Uh, historically black college in Tallahassee and 
never even really heard about Spokane until I kind of came across this opening for the job. I emailed the, you know, the, the news director here and just sent my resume reel out and got some really positive feedback from him. And he was like, hey, you know, we want to bring you out here for a flight. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, this is really far away from home in Orlando, uh-huh. uh, completely different, you know, culture and across, you know, it's across the country. <laughs> right. So I came out here for the flight and it was beautiful weather because it's yeah. the middle, it's the summertime and I just kind of fell in love with it. It was really just a, a great experience when I had, you know, my conversations with everybody mm. who was already working there. It told me, hey, this is a good environment. This is a good place to be. You never really are stressed when you come inside of work and that kind of you know you kind of it kind of stuck with me so had some different options closer back home and ultimately decided hey I'm gonna come to Spokane why not take a leap of faith and explore some new opportunities and meet some new people are you born and raised in Orlando or I'm a Florida boy through and through so I I still love Florida Florida is the, the the place where I feel natural and feel like you know that's where my roots were were Mm -hmm. planted so florida is i'm all about florida Mm. but uh you know just i mean coming out here though this is like my second home now i really feel like i've uh, immersed myself into this city and uh you know being a journalist i drive all over the place so across the region i've even been out to you know the middle of the state covering stories Mm. uh and, and seeing just all the different, you know, beautiful nature that's here. That's something I really have, Mm -hmm. you know, fallen in love with is going on hikes and just kind of appreciating where, you know, I currently am and appreciating the people that I've been meeting. Absolutely. So did did you come up with, did you have, are you married? Do you have kids or anything? No, so I'm I'm single. I am, I'm 24 years old. Uh, Like I said, this is my first job (laughs) right out of school and, uh, I guess that probably made the decision a little bit easier to right. kind of just up and up and move uh, across the across the country <laughs> right. because I don't have I don't have any kids I don't have any um, you know significant other, and uh, I do have you know some nieces and nephews mm. that live on the opposite side you know back home or mm-hmm. in D.C. But yeah, for the most part, I'm just out here on my own. It was really just you know a, a completely different you know challenge for me as far as getting accustomed to not being so close i can't just drive home whenever I, i'm right. you know homesick and uh yeah i mean that, that's pretty much like the, the gist of it as far as kind of how I, I ended up getting out here it was just a really a leap of faith that's cool to hear that you, you came here and you were like i'm i'm moving here so. well yeah you know uh, i think for me you know i got it i got a couple chances to travel while i was in school whether it was uh, to South Africa or, you know, Dubai. And then right after I graduated, I went to Colombia and South America. Mm. And uh, I'm really in love with storytelling. So being able to kind of just see all these different places in the world and see how their cultures are, see how they live, and understand that at the end of the day, we're all just humans. We all have kind of the similar goals and kind of similar values, really. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people don't understand that. So they see different cultures, they see different people, and they kind of just shut them out and think, hey, no, I can only focus on who I am. I can only focus on what I do. But we have a lot in common, so being able to come out to Spokane, that's something I really have realized. You know, every time I told somebody, oh, I'm moving, you know, to Spokane, they're like, doesn't it rain out there all the time? As in, <laughs> as in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, actually, no, this is right next to Idaho, and it's like, Super hot in the middle of the summer, really dry. There's forest fires all over the place. Oh, right. Uh, but I think, you know, you can't really learn until you 
you know, put yourself in that position to kind of mm. be able to open your mind, open your heart and just, you know, explore new things. Yeah, for sure. And just uh, kind of see the nature. If it has water, that's an added bonus. We're going to get more about Spokane because I, I think some of the stuff that you do in Spokane really will come through and yeah. your journalism. So we already kind of talked about what brought you to Spokane. You came here to work for Crim2 mm -hmm. as a, I wrote down as an on the street news reporter, but I don't know if that's actually your title. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it is. My actual title is a multi-skilled journalist. And uh, that's what the company goes by. And what that basically means is that I shoot, I edit, I write, I report, I do all of it. So it's kind of like you know, a photographer and a reporter all in one, mm. you know, handling the majority of that. And sometimes I get to work with photographers, but yeah. for the most part, yeah, I am kind of out on my own. I'm wheeling my little suitcase around and getting mm -hmm. my, you know, all my different shots. Yeah. So yeah, on the street reporter, that that's pretty, that's, I think that's <laughs> a fair, that's a fair title. I feel like Krim used to always have reporters out and you'd always be, you'd have a cameraman mm -hmm. and you'd have you know, I, that was usually a two-man crew, right? But like you're you're yeah. a, you're a single like a one-man yep. crew. You're yep. doing it all yourself. Because uh, I was gonna say like the way we met was you did a story on Bloomsday, and I you interviewed me about about it, and and I was like when I when we did it, I was like I was expecting like you know some. Oh, I guess we didn't do it in person. It was a Zoom, but uh, mm -hmm. but then I then I ran by you, yeah, and yeah, then it was yeah. just like it was just you, and I was like. Oh whoa! Like the, he's just doing it all himself. Yeah, man, it's it's that's what that's it's a it's a grind, and it's honestly it's really just a sprint every single day because you work on a timeline, you're you're by yourself, and you got to go collect all of that information. When you're working with a photographer, it is a little bit you know a little bit more relaxed. I want to say it's relaxed because it's just you know it's still the same timeline, it's still a lot of work that has to be mm. put into kind of just making sure this is an accurate story, this mm -hmm. is conveying what's happening, but. When you're with a photographer, they'll worry about all of the shots, all of the video, and uh, will also edit for you. Mm. But yeah, when you don't have that, it's like it's like, oh man, my mind's going racing constantly, <laughs> constantly. And I tell people all the time that, you know, sometimes I might not respond uh, to like a text message because I'll see it, but then as soon as I see a text message, I have to think about, oh, how am I going to write this this script? How am I going to, you know, make sure right. I put this all together and actually, you know put a solid product yeah. you know, on, on display doing this podcasting thing. I'm totally feeling that now with like editing <laughs> and like just constantly like yeah. being pulled multiple, multiple directions. Yeah. So you got flown to Spokane from Krim to like, mm -hmm. and then you made this decision to jump. So from Spokane from Orlando, what was your first month here? And what was that like? <laughs> so my first month here, like I said, I was coming right out of college, so still fairly broke. I mean, I didn't have any furniture in my house at all, right? I mm -hmm. had a an air mattress that I bought from Costco and uh, some pots and pans, and that was pretty much it for, like, the first, like, month or two. Oh, wow. Then finally, it was well, actually probably, like, the first three months. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> and then finally, okay, I start saving up. I go on Wayfair. Okay, I ordered a bed, or I order a small little futon. And then I get the I get the you know coffee table I get a TV stand and then I get a TV and uh, that first month it was just an adjustment because you are new here you're still figuring things out you don't really know where to go and the fact that this was my first job ever you know I'm trying to figure out how I can you know fit in and be and be an actual you know an, an asset or you know a, a contribute to this you know the station instead of just kind of looking like a rookie but. 
it was it was an experience, you know, and it's something that I think ultimately helped me grow. And I mean, I'm still growing out here. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, uh, it, it's like I, some days I wake up in the morning and I think to myself, I'm like, wow, this is really an amazing opportunity. I get to tell people stories every single day. And I don't take that lightly because, you know, people trust you. People are kind of looking to get their information from, you know, I guess whether it's TV news or local newspapers, whatever mm. it may be, you know, I feel like I have an obligation to, you know, do them justice and make sure they, they, they're, you know, at least rewarded with some type of quality and, you know, respectable journalism and storytelling. For sure. W- what was your first story that you did? for My first story, man, my first story was definitely uh, kind of uh, like, oh, yeah, you're, you're new. You're new here. So <laughs> I went all the way to Sandpoint, Idaho for my first story, and it was about trash cans. And this story was uh, was very interesting, of course, because I got to drive across that beautiful lake out there in, uh, in Idaho, but it was about trash cans. So I mean, <laughs> there was only so, so, many, so much exciting news <laughs> that you can make it about, but I think it was just their kind of way of... Uh, saying, oh, will he be able to handle these responsibilities? So I got out to Sandpoint. I'm inter- interviewing, uh, I think it's it's a lady. She's with, like, the city council, helped bring these trash cans here. Mm. And I can't remember the actual name of the trash cans. It's, like, Big Ben's trash Big can. Belly. Big Belly trash cans. Yeah, man. Big <laughs> Belly trash cans. And, you know, you can step on it to open it up. You don't have to put your hands on it. And it has, like, it's, it's charged by solar power. So it has, like, a little... Uh, like chip in it that lets uh you know waste management know when it needs to be emptied yeah so that's pretty cool right yeah. but ultimately it was about trash cans <laughs> i think my audio on that story was a little bit was a little bit shaky uh but it was nonetheless i was excited when i remember just seeing it i sat inside of the booth with like the producer to watch it because i was like oh man this is my first story ever on on tv and this is what I've been working for to kind of reach so so long. I sent it to all of my family. I posted it on my <laughs> Instagram and all over all my other social media platforms. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we have them. We have them all over the streets here. They're awesome. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I didn't. I didn't even realize that at the time. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize. I was like, I think my next story the next day. I had to go somewhere downtown, and I'm like, we got these trash cans here. I went all, all the way to Sandpoint, <laughs> Idaho to talk about these trash cans. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, how do you get leads, and how do you come up with your stories? So, I mean, you know, it's really all about kind of, you know, the best stories, I think, come from just having relationships with the community mm-hmm. because people will reach out to you. They'll send you emails. Hey, hey, I want you to look into this situation or, hey, I remember you did a story on this. This could be a possible follow up. So those are always the best kind of ideas. Uh, but there's also days where you don't have anything clicking up there in your head and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, what am I going to pitch today? Because I know I have to do a story regardless so how do I make, you know, how do I make something come alive or how do I, you know, focus on an issue that's really important here in Spokane? Mm-hmm. So one of the ways to kind of just figure out what are people talking about is going to social media. You know, mm. that's what we use all the time, going on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I don't use Instagram as much to find the stories, mm-hmm. but uh, Facebook and Twitter are definitely two main sources where you can find what people are, are saying and kind of just get a get an idea of what's going on in I guess the world today or what's happening locally. Is there anything that's been like been very surprising to you? Something eye opening? Anything you've 
that really like hit you? I think what really has hit me, I, I've had a couple different stories that have hit me, uh, but um, I, I remember, you know, it's always it's always tough covering kind of breaking news situations where mm. it's uh, maybe a, a house fire and someone, you know, their entire par- apartment or, you know, building just burned down and mm-hmm. now they're trying to figure out what they're going to do next. Yeah. So those are always tough and just being in those situations, you always want to tread lightly. You know, you don't yeah. want to push anybody because they're devastated currently. So I will... A personal situations, you know, just have a small conversation, talk to them. You know, I'm really someone who's, you know, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, uh, kind of moved by, you know, Jesus Christ, really. So I try to use that in all of my, you know, stories as far as just making sure I'm compassionate and mm. I'm um, uh, making sure I'm not stepping on anybody's heels because they don't owe me anything. You know, if they do give me an interview where I talk about, hey, what's going on? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that, mm-hmm. for that chance. Uh, but then some other stories like this this past summer. I mean, it, it 2020 has been a crazy year. So of course we've had coronavirus, <laughs> yeah. all types of different covers, you know, coverage and just different angles. Whether it's talking to local business owners here downtown about how they're scared, they don't know whether they're going to be able to make it through this because nobody's right. coming to their their store anymore. And nobody's buying anything. Everybody's scared about what the future holds. So those are always tough too. Just hearing about how much work they put in to make. Mm what they're they they currently have a reality and now all of a sudden things may change overnight yeah i'm gonna probably keep going and going and going another some uh, a couple other stories were the wildfire coverage from this uh this year a lot of it you know wasn't happening directly here in spokane but Mm. i mean if you drive a couple hours away i was in brewster washington or bridgeport washington uh and just you're just driving around, you see how there's houses burned down completely and people don't know where to go. Drove up to one, um, drove up this one, you know, mountain kind of. And I met this older lady. I want to say she was probably in her 80s. And uh, she just had, you know, this uh, personality I'll never forget in my life. And, you know, it was, of course, there was a, an entire line of fire around her house. So she's watching it actively burn up around everywhere. You know, she, her, her, her father who's like 100 years old, is, you know, oh my gosh. His, his house actually burned down. They had to drag him out of there because he did not want to leave. Uh, and, of course, you know, they, that's been his property, and he didn't want to just give that up. But I remember just having this conversation with her and just talking about everything. And as soon as I got there, though, what was crazy is that she recognized me, and she was like, <laughs> oh, I, you know, I recognize you. People say that all the time, but <laughs> it's always it's always cool to see, like, oh, man, you actually are having some type of impact on the mm-hmm. community, and people do kind of just listen to what, what I guess, what you're talking about. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, how, what drew you to journalism? Why Why did you, were you always going to school for journalism when you were? Yeah, I, I think I really knew from a young age and it wasn't necessarily always focused on telling news, you mm. know, like I guess hard news or, or, you know, people's stories, but I grew up playing sports. So I grew up playing football. My brother was a basketball player and my dad just like lived and eat, sleep, breathe sports right so mm. it's always on in our house sports center is always on in our house and i'm looking at the tv i see anchors like Stuart scott and all these other just different people that i used to look up to as a kid and i remember my first uh you know kind of broadcast class happened in uh, middle school and i remember just going out doing a couple of different stories and just realizing this was something that was really fun i don't think i ever took it too serious back then in middle school but then i took it in high school as well and I had my days where I was like the class clown, but whenever I was be able to present a project, I wanted people to laugh. I wanted people to kind of just actually be entertained by this story. Mm. 
And uh, I remember just doing that and getting an opportunity to be the morning anchor one time. <laughs> so once I realized, I probably realized probably around my junior year in high school, I was like, I don't think I'm going to play football in college. Uh, so what's the next best thing? What's the next best way I can really just be passionate about whatever it is that I do? And that was, that was uh, you know, journalism. So even when I got to college, my focus was still sports, sports, mm. sports. That's all I wanted to do. That's all I wanted to talk about was sports. But as I continue to kind of uh, matriculate through school, I had opportunities to do internships and talk to different people who I kind of, you know, had respect for. Mm -hmm. And they're telling me, they're like, man, you know, you would really, I think, be, you know, a solid, you know, reporter just doing news and just kind of just having a presence, you know, coming out here. There's not, there's no, I'm the only black male on air and, you know, being able to be Mm. some representation for other, you know, young black men is something that was really important to me. So that's kind of what just made me say, Hey, I think I want to do a little bit more than just sports. Maybe one day I go back and, you know, I I start working on different sports projects, but for now, I mean, I I really just love doing what I'm doing now Uh, later. And I'm just like, ah, I wish I, I wish I could talk about that. (laughs) For sure. No, I mean, if you're doing a story a day or I mean, when you're working, you're doing a story a day, right? So if you're working Monday through or your, your days on Mm -hmm. you, you're coming up with a story and, but then you also do live stuff too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sometimes it's two stories a day. Sometimes you'll have Mm. uh, two different stories that you have to turn, uh, so it couldn't be about oh Spokane Valley City Council, and then uh, my other story for the day is about uh, so restaurants uh, trying to bounce back from the coronavirus. Mm. Uh, so it'll be that situation. Then you always kind of have to be on your feet about what's breaking news. For example, yeah. last week we had snow coverage. Or, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, there might have been like a, a drive-by shooting and you just got to be ready to go and might have to drop the story you had for the day or you might end up, you know, pushing that story through and then they have to, you know, push it back later in the shows. But mm. yeah, it's, it's tons of live stuff, especially... Um, if it's breaking news situations, how has, how has COVID changed what you do in, oh, in all this? Yeah. So, I mean, when I first got here, everything was out of the studio, you know, you can, you can edit stuff and send it back to the station for them to air. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, if I didn't, if I didn't have to do that, I would always come back to the studio. I would edit my, you know, I would edit my material. I would voice over my, my audio. Mm hmm. And also, you know, you're having meetings at the station. You have that access and uh, some stories. I may be able to go inside of the t- studio and front it, you know, and, and, you know, on camera or talk about whatever. But now, you know, since the, the coronavirus, everything is, you know, is remote. So mm-hmm. you're still driving around. You're still doing everything that you were doing beforehand. But now... It's all, you know, from I, I either edit from my car or I edit from my home and then send everything back into the, to oh, the wow. station. Yeah, that is that is that's crazy that it's all remote now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're making it work, though. Yeah. That's all. I mean, that's, it's good to, that you're, you're pivoting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. and, and how important has news been for people during this? Like, I feel like there's this I, I feel like 2020 has been. Yeah, it has to be the most craziest news year yeah, in I, of record. How do you think news has played its part? Do you think that it's been more important right now? Right more yeah, right no, now? I think it's really important, especially when you think about local news, right? Because 
Uh, most of the time, people form their opinions across, like, I guess, the, the major platforms, you know, mm. if you're thinking of CNN or MSNBC or all of those. But that's not talking about what's going on here in our, you know, our actual city here in Spokane. Yeah. But you can open up a newspaper or you can turn on a, a TV station and see what's happening here in the world, especially when we have some of those protests that are happening here in Spokane mm. and hearing some sound or hearing why they're motivated, why they've been moved to feel like they need to use their voice to speak out for situations like Black Lives Matter or or listening to the people who who have restaurants or a, mm. a store that is on the verge of closing down. And I think it's important to kind of just make sure you, you have a, a balance of all of that stuff. So while mm. you're still paying attention to all the other stuff out there in the world, I think we have, you know, uh, uh, a serious, you know, responsibility in, in terms of making sure people feel like their voices are being heard on a local level. I love that. <laughs> just because yeah. that's what we're trying to do here is just yeah. make sure everyone is has their voice be heard. That's I, I love hearing that. And I yeah, that's cool. So is there anything that people might misunderstand about your job? Like, I, yeah, I think <laughs> I think there's a lot of misunderstandings, you know, every now and then you'll have someone who drives by and they'll they'll, they'll roll their window down and they'll see they'll yell out like fake news, fake news. Oh, gosh. And it's like, ah, uh, no, you know, that's not that's not what I'm out here to do. You know, my job is to tell stories and, you know, and to do it responsibly and to do it in uh, a way that's not biased. So mm -hmm. I don't have any, you know, I don't have any, you know, motives to harm anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think a lot of people do think that, hey, that is what people in the media are trying to do or they want to cause panic. They want to cause harm. I can't speak for anybody else, you know, but me personally, I don't want any of that. You know, my job is strictly to make sure I tell stories and tell them in, a, in an effective way. Where would you like to see change in Spokane? I feel like there's a lot going on in our city, but and I, you've probably seen a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Is there something that sticks out to you that's like, I would really like to see that piece of Spokane be changed? Hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think, uh, I think just being... I guess as someone who does just drive around here every single day, I, I do see like a lot of changes actively happening, right? You know, mm. I haven't lived here all my my entire life, mm -hmm. but I you see different architecture uh, popping up, and you see different people just trying to you know really understand more more you know more values and understand each other. So I don't know if I can think of anything particular as far as something I want to see change. Especially with uh, I guess COVID going on, you know, I you know I would like to see, I would like to, you know I would like to be able to go out and just have a little bit more freedom, but can't do that right now because right. of restrictions and mm -hmm. all of that. So that might be the one thing really, but uh, for the most part, I think I think this is a city where it's like it's not too big, it's not too small, and of course. Uh, I, I would like to see a little bit more diversity, but I think that happens just as more, you know, as the, the years continue to go by. And it is really far away, but uh, I think there are people here, too, who, who will care about the diversity and care mm -hmm. about, you know, trying to make that kind of become a reality. Uh, so I don't know if I don't know if I have anything particularly that I would change, but I do see a lot of changes happening on, on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. I, I want to ask you because it, it, it's important for me to ask you is. How has it been for you in Spokane, like as a black man? As a, yeah, as a black man, you know that's something I'm always kind of just thinking about. As far as like, oh, are you know people will look at you a different way, and that's just something you understand. You, mm. you kind of 
you grew up in just kind of having this as a as a as a realization in your head but for the most part i haven't had too much negative experiences mm. uh and i know people in spokane i know colleagues who have had you know just racist emails or or whatever it may be i just haven't really experienced that yet it doesn't mean that it's not out there uh but there is you know just different situations especially you know you go out to you know uh, you know, you go out to Idaho, people will look at you and they're like, what is this guy doing over here? Mm. <laughs> you know, but yeah. um, for the most part, I just keep moving about my business and, you know, and, and making it happen. So I haven't had any, you know, just extremely like, you know, uh, you know, I guess uh, traumatic experiences here in Spokane. Mm-hmm. But there is moments where, you know, you get, if you get pulled over by an officer or you get, you know, or like, um or you have like situations where people just are looking at you and it's like, I don't know why you're looking, you know, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing uh, my life, I guess. I'm just living my life. Yeah. That I'm happy to hear that that's not happening and too much to you, but it's just, I just, with everything that's been happening with black lives matter and, yeah. and I just, in the time that we live in, I just feel like it's it's getting almost worse in a way. Well, yeah, you know, I think history definitely repeats itself. Uh, and you see how, yeah, there is a lot of frustration. There's a lot of anger, really, that mm. is subsiding in our country right now. It's yeah. not just like, it's not something that I don't think that it's just really going to go away. And especially now that it's an election year, I mean, our lives are going to change one way or the other within the next week, right? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see a lot of things change. You know, a lot of people upset on either side yeah. of what it is. Uh, so I mean. It's 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 really just a crazy situation, just kind of seeing how things play out every single day, and uh, I don't know. I mean, who we all wish we had the answers as far <laughs> right. as you know, making sure people would love one another or just show each other respect. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna take. I don't know what uh, what the future has in store. Yeah. I mean, I I really wish people would take more time to be in the shoes of other people and how, I mean, I feel like I can try to do that. I mean, I'm, well, I'm a, wh- I'm a white male and I, yeah. I'm a white man in Spokane, so I, I can't really talk too much of it, but I try to think that I'm empathetic and I try to treat these people how I'd want to be treated. Well, yeah, you know, I think that's what it should really all, all be about, but a lot of people don't think that way because either, you know, they, it doesn't benefit them to not be racist, you know what I'm saying? So mm. like, if, I, if if that's how they've been living their their entire life, they don't want to change. Right. And I mean, it goes back to kind of just what I was talking about earlier, right? That's one of the reasons I came to Spokane is to just be a different representation mm. or, you know, to maybe open people's eyes up a little bit because I've had conversations with people in my life who who are racist, right? Mm. But they don't think they're racist because they they, they can, you know, they're, they're nice to me or they feel like, oh, you're a friend of mine. Mm. But, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't change your your ideologies at the end of the day, or it doesn't, you know, kind of, you know, alter your actual thinking Mm. because I mean, they, they, they think it just doesn't exist because they haven't had any personal experiences with it, but being able to travel to different places Mm. and see how other people are treated and just kind of understand that and just be empathetic. Like you said, understand that just because you don't experience it doesn't mean it's not necessarily happening. Right. For sure. I mean, yeah, I think, I think, and I think educating yourself and really just learning about it is helps out a lot. And I think that's when you, yeah, I think that is a education. Education. Is important. Yeah. I mean, it's really important because 
I mean, if you think about it, our country was built on on racism, right? You know, yeah, I mean, that's sure. how th- th- this was founded, right? So it's not like that's something that just went away, right? I mean, there was 400 years of slavery, then you had 100 years of Jim Crow laws, yeah. and you can't just you can't just expect you know all of that to kind of just magically disappear and right. or you know or just oh forget about it and say hey oh there's no more slavery anymore there's no more you know racist laws even though they're built yeah. in there in, in general but it's like i mean it's just like it's it's blatantly there and i mean you can open a history book you can open anything and or you know look at different neighborhoods and see how systemically people are have been you know put down on a, on a different level and just not given chances. And then when you see how in their neighborhoods, yeah, they don't have access to, you know, different books. They don't have different access to, you know, positive environments. So of course, negative outcomes are going to come from those situations. Uh, but like I said, I mean, it's just something that who knows, who knows the answers for it and who knows what, I mean, when it will all change, but all you can do is just, you know, pray and hope for the best and maybe just get involved in your community as well. And just kind of, bring some of those, you know, topics to, you know, attention. And I think that's what people have been doing throughout this entire year. And hopefully it, you know, it maintains, you know, momentum and, you know, people are dedicated to, you know, really making change. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, and I think what you're doing is, is huge in that just being out in our community and just bringing stories to people of Spokane and people seeing you is just, I, I mean, I've enjoyed my conversations that I've had with you, and I think you're doing an amazing thing. I appreciate for, that man. for uh, Krim and uh, and I just I yeah I was looking forward to talking to you and just hearing your story, and it's really really cool. And I and I thank you for you know being real and bringing bringing us this good stories of Spokane and even the bad stories. So yeah, man, no, I appreciate you for having me here. And I think this is really cool. I think, you know, this whole setup is really awesome. Actually, I love everything about <laughs> it, man. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the conversation as well, because that is something I'm passionate about. I love mm. talking to people. I love having conversations and, you know, and getting to know people. So for I appreciate sure. you, man. Thank you. Uh, last question I'll, I'll ask is what's next for Brandon Ooh, T. Jones. What's next? Who knows, <laughs> man? Who knows what's next? I, uh, I, I do love Spokane, uh, but, you know, I think when the time comes, I, I think this was a place that was really just a, a solid building ground for me. You mm. know, it's been a blessing. It's been a place where I, I feel like I've been able to just continue to grow as a man and as a journalist and grow in my faith as well. Uh, so I don't know what, what the future holds for me next, but I do know whatever it is, you know, Spokane is going to have a, a solid place in my heart. You know, that may be staying here or that may be in a different city, but yeah. either way, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to just been able to, to kind of see uh, a gym here in the you know, Pacific yeah. Northwest and uh, grateful for it all. Yeah. Well, selfishly, I'd like to see you stay for for a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much, Brandon, for coming in. And do you have anything you'd like to plug where people can find you? Or yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, if you, if anyone wants to follow me, it's Brandon T. Jones on all platforms. Uh, I, there might be an underscore in there, but mm. I'm sure you'll be able to find it either way. Brandon T. Jones, if you type it in. Uh, it'll it'll pop up on all different platforms. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you can always catch your stories on uh, Crim too. Yes, sir. Yeah. Check me out. So, thank you so much for listening, and uh, and thank you for joining us, Brandon. All right. Peace.
Thank you so much for listening to Speak Spokane. You can find us on Instagram at Speak Spokane and on our website at speakpodcasting.com. Speak Spokane's theme song, Speak and Be Heard, was composed and produced by Spokane native Christian Woods. <laughs>